Kenna, and today I have a case that I want to talk about mainly because of the lack of information. Now this may be a fairly short episode. Um, there is not a lot of information. I have looked through newspapers. I have looked through all my usual sources to try and find information. Um, and I think this is just a bigger bigger topic that needs to be discussed. So most of us in the true crime community have that one case. That one case that for whatever reason got our attention. It got our attention and it kept our attention and we kept tabs on it or we, you know, maybe it was throughout the years we would kind of go back and look and see if anything had been found out, if anything had happened, if there were updates, anything like that. And I feel like once you're in this true crime community, this true crime space, there is a tendency to, you know, we see these national news stories, we see these stories, we follow them while the media is covering them, and then the world keeps turning, and it keeps turning, and as the news media coverage dwindles, we kind of forget about them. We kind of forget, and, you know, some of them have happy endings, some of them have not-so-happy endings. But the ones that always stick with me are the ones that, you know, for whatever reason, pop into my head again one day. And I think, hmm, you know, I, I wonder, I wonder if there was ever anything that came about, um, good or bad. And those cases that you go and you search and you see that they are exactly where they left off. There is nothing new. There is nothing happening, it seems like. And, and granted, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes or what is what is working, but as far as coverage, it's just stopped. And I think these cases stick with me just because, you know, like I said, the world keeps turning. Things keep happening in our own personal lives and we keep moving forward. Things kind of fall by the side, but for these families, that doesn't happen. Their worlds are standing still. This is this is still very, very on the forefront for them as it should be. So today we are gonna be talking about the case of August Reiger. Now, August Reiger made national news in June of 2013. He went missing in Banos, Ecuador. Now, I personally remember this being national news. I remember, you know, for, I'm sure it was longer than a week, but at least a week seeing his face constantly on the news and then nothing. So when I started doing these videos, these podcasts, and researching these missing person cases, this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to see what had been done, what had happened, had they found anything. And I was sadly disappointed. So let's start at the beginning. So August Dreiger is described as kind of introverted, but very, very intelligent. Now, I am one of those people who when something happens to a person or a person is missing or anything like that, you kind of take what everyone says with a grain of salt because they are going to portray this person in the best light possible, as they should. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But as for me, I'm a realist. I have a <laughs> smart mouth and very little filter. If I ever go missing, I did not light up a room. I ran my mouth. Like, let's just be honest. Now, I say all of that because as I started digging into August Reiger, he was so intelligent. He was so intelligent. August Reiger was bilingual in English 
and Spanish. He went to a magnet school in Oklahoma City, which was a, um, it was called Clawson, and it is a college prep kind of um, high school. Um, their test scores, I did just basic research, their graduation numbers, the number of children, uh, of children, the number of kids going to college and graduating with degrees, way above state level, way above the average. Like this is, this is an intense high school. Not only did he go there, but he was valedictorian and an international baccalaureate scholar. He got a full ride to Oklahoma State and was basically in a really good place in his life. I mean, he had just graduated as valedictorian um, and for graduation, he had asked his parents for a trip to Latin America. Now, August's aunt, Christy Riger, who kind of unofficially, I guess, became the spokesperson for this family um, after August's disappearance, talked about his love of travel and his love of anthropology. Um, so a trip to Latin America would be something that he would absolutely love. Now, as for me, <laughs> I don't have a lot of frame of reference for trips to Latin America. That's never been on my bucket list. Um, I did some digging for this specific episode and now it kind of is. Like, let's, let's get into Ecuador a little bit and then we will go back to August. Now, Banos in particular in Ecuador seems like the typical teenage boy like Mecca, okay? This is where they're going to want to go. Now, it seems this way because Banos is a travel destination for Ecuador, but it is adventure sports, basically. Um, you have canyoning, you have white water rafting, you have waterfalls. There's like 16 waterfalls. Um all kinds of things like that, zip lining. So very, very adventure oriented. Banos itself is beautiful. It sits in a valley surrounded by mountains, basically. Banos is called the gateway to the Amazon. It's the gateway at the Amazon basin, basically. So you have cloud forest, you have rainforest, you have these really cool things here. Um, it's beautiful. There is an active volcano that can be seen from Banos. Um, you can actually see, from what I've read, ash and lava from Banos, from this active volcano. So there are just some really, really cool things to do here. The other thing I wanna bring up about Ecuador is at this point in 2013, there are no travel advisories here. Now, there are today in 2023. Not for Banos or Ecuador specifically, but for Ecuador is surrounded by Peru, Brazil, Colombia. So north near Colombia there are some travel advisories to be careful but Banos is in the middle of Ecuador. It is about two to three hours from the capital. Fairly safe. Banos is the second populous city in the province that it's in um, with about 14,000 people as of 2010. So not huge um, definitely beautiful, lots of things to do, especially if you are into the outdoors and adventure sports and animals. Um, there's a really cool zoo that I was reading about that is there that is all about conservation um, of, the, of the wildlife from the Amazon. There are capybaras in Ecuador. Just if you've never been on capybara TikTok, highly recommend. It'll, it'll, it'll make your day better. It just will. So that is a little background on Ecuador and the appeal of going to Ecuador, which again, was never on my bucket list, but maybe now because it, it seems pretty cool. And I'm going to post some images of the different places. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see how beautiful it is. Um, if you are listening on a podcast, Google it, Google Banos. It's very beautiful. 
So now let's get back to August. So August Dreiger, like I said, has just graduated as valedictorian and for his graduation present, he has asked for this trip to Latin America and his family, his dad, Chris, who is an architect and his mother, Randa, who is an art teacher um, and his younger brother all go to Banos. And I'm sure this would have been super exciting for him as well, because again, he is bilingual. He speaks the language very well, um, which I feel like would make this trip even more fun. It would make it more, make it easier to get around. It would make it easier to communicate and just truly enjoy the trip. Now, the family has plans to go and hike in the Amazon, and these trips are normally a few days long. So like, they're more like camping trips than hiking trips. So on June 16th, 2013, the family decides to do a scenic hike around Banos. So this is just kind of a day hike. Um, again, the area is beautiful from everything I have read and heard. You can pretty much see the entire village. Like this, this scenic hike does a loop. It loops around. You can see the entire village or I call it a village the entire town. Now, as the family is hiking, August gets a little bit ahead of his family and they don't really think anything about it. He's a teenager, you know, he, he's excited. They'll meet up with him at the rest point. Well, when the family gets to the rest point, August is not there. Now, again, you can see the entire city of Vanos while you're on this loop. While you're on this loop, you're not super thick in jungle. You're not super, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly open. Now they decide, okay, well, maybe he just kept going. Maybe he's at the hotel. So the family goes back to their hotel, and again, August is not there. Now at this point, the, the family obviously is starting to get concerned because August, when he was hiking, he has nothing with him. He does not have his passport. He does not have any money. He has nothing. So the idea that August has, you know, gone to this country where, again, he does speak the language fluently to start a new life is just, it's kind of absurd. He, you know, he has this full ride scholarship to college when he goes back. This is supposed to be a fun family vacation. He has no money. He has no passport. He had just bought his girlfriend um, jewelry that he had left in the hotel room. So where would he go and why? Now, pretty quickly on, the State Department and Ecuadorian authorities are working together to try and find August. They believe that he has been kidnapped. Now, when it comes to the kidnapping theory, you know, basically this family is waiting for a ransom. Um, the authorities have informed them that sometimes ransoms in this area can take a long time, like weeks, um, a very, very long time, um, which seems really weird to me, I guess, but apparently that is, that is very common. Now, unfortunately, a ransom demand never comes. What does end up happening in the next few days are friends and family fly in from Oklahoma City to be with the family and to help them search. Um, again, August Rieger's Aunt Christy goes on to talk about how the Ecuadorian authorities and the State Department are all working extremely hard there, doing everything they can, which is a really, really nice thing to see, um, especially when you look back at, you know, previous cases I've covered, like Amy Lynn Bradley, where jurisdiction kind of that red tape gets in the way, who's supposed to be doing what, um, it just, there's so many things that can impede an investigation, um, that it's just, it's really good to hear that they all are doing everything they can. Now, unfortunately, even though 
everything is being done that possibly can. Um, even President at the time, Barack Obama, goes on to declare August a missing patriot. There's not a lot of information. Um, there is a few sightings, possibly, of August um, in the back of a pickup truck going into the Amazon. And sadly, that is where the information for this case ends. Um, his family and friends remain in Ecuador to search for as long as possible, but eventually do have to return to Oklahoma City. His little brother is about to start high school at Clawson, where August was valedictorian and had recently graduated. Um, his mother takes his brother home to start school, and his father stays a, a little bit longer to try and find his son. Now, eventually, the entire family is back in Oklahoma City. And that's where this case rests. That, that, is, that is it. I have dug through newspapers. The Oklahoman um, kept some updates. Um, they, the articles basically all say the same thing about the possible sightings of him on this truck to the Amazon, um, the family coming home, that, that he would not have left his family on his, by free will, basically. So again, the theories are kidnapping, but that's where it ends. Um, there are no updates. There are no anything really. Now, after August's disappearance, Randa Rieger, August's mom, who again is an art teacher, did a very emotional portrait, in my opinion. I think you can just kind of see the emotions of missing her child. And I'm going to post that just because I think it's beautiful and she is obviously a very talented woman. Now, in the years after 2013, there's not a lot said. There's not a lot said. There's not a lot of news. Um, I know a few articles in 2014 talk about the any tips, any leads being kind of kept close to make sure the investigation wasn't impeded in any way, which I completely understand. Now, there is also a Find August Rieger Facebook page. Now, there are two. One is in Spanish and is in is focused in Latin America. Obviously, that is where he went missing. The other is in English and is for, it, it mainly looks like family and friends. Now, the one in English has not been updated since 2017, which seems, seems a little odd at first glance. But when you read the last post that was made there, it is his family talking about how hard updates can be. And I just, my heart breaks for them, um, how hard it must be to try and update people when you yourself don't have any updates. Now, the Find August Rieger Facebook page from Latin America was active until 2020. Now, 2020 was the beginning of the end of the world. It was the pandemic. So I completely understand how that probably kind of fell by the wayside. You've got the world going crazy, basically. But the point of this video is that August is still missing. It has been 10 years. It has been 10 years since June 16th, 2013, when August disappeared on a scenic loop in Banos, Ecuador. The lack of resources I could find for any information on August. Um, it is like after that initial news coverage, when it dwindled, his case died. And that is heartbreaking to me. 
Um, August's birthday is coming up. It is November 30th, and on his personal page, year after year, you see family and friends reaching out to him, reaching out to him and, you know, hey, wherever you are, we miss you. We love you. This was a, a boy, I say a boy, he was a teenager who was very, very well cared for, who seemed to love his friends and his friends loved him, which is obvious by, you know, all these postings 10 years later, by the amounts of people and friends who flew out from Oklahoma City to search Ecuador for him. But it seems like the world's kind of forgotten. And I'm inclined to wonder, had August been a woman? Had August been blonde-haired and blue-eyed? Would his case have gotten more coverage? Would he have gotten more attention? I don't know. But I do know that the theory now stands as August was kidnapped in Ecuador. Now, I do have some additional photos I want to share of August. Um, first of all, August had such a cool 90s grunge boy band, long hair look. Um, the, and those were mostly the photos that were shared were his graduation pictures. He had just graduated. Um, but there are also photos now that show him what he would look like if he had short hair or a shaved head. I'll see you next time, guys. Now, I do want to do a little shout out because, again, I had so much trouble finding information. I could only find one podcast on this. One. And let me say, shout out to Mysterious Brews out of Georgia. Um, Southern girl myself here. Loved it. Um, you guys are hysterical. I played the podcast to obviously hear what you had to say about August and immediately subscribed. Love it.